Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Firewalls Don't Stop Dragons. I'm your host, as always, Kerry Parker, and this is our 150th episode. It's hard to believe it's been 150 weeks since I started doing this, but I'm really glad to be doing it and glad that you're here with me to listen. So I just got back from the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, in Las Vegas, and my company sent me there, and I've been wanting to go for a really long time, sort of a geek bucket list item. And it did not disappoint. It was just crazy. Unbelievably massive. I don't know if you've been to Vegas or not, but it it consumed several conference centers uh, along the Strip and several casinos, including buildings that were custom manufactured just for CES. It's just unbelievable. And I got to you know, see a lot of really cool tech. I'm sure you've seen some news articles about the, the really cool stuff, the really strange stuff, the really dumb stuff. You know, the, this time of year, there's always articles about gadgets and crazy stuff that goes on at CES. And I, I saw a lot of it. I saw the robots. I saw the drones. I saw the home automation, the smart beds, the <laughs> you name it, smart toilets, everything. They had absolutely everything there. And it was really cool to see a lot of it in person. But I will say this is, I've checked this bucket list item off and I think, I think I'm done. Once was enough for me. Uh, one quick news item before we get to uh, the interview. If you are using Firefox, which I hope you are, it's one I've recommended for a long time, make sure you are up to date. Now, if Firefox should keep itself up to date, uh, but just make absolutely sure. There was a version 72, just the plain version 72, did have a pretty serious bug in it. Uh, 72.0.1 is the fix for that. So uh, make sure you've got that. You can, you can just go to Firefox and go to About Firefox. And it'll tell you what version you're running, and that will also cause it to check for an update. Uh, and so, if you're not up to date, uh, it'll download and then prompt you to restart. And trust me, you're definitely you're definitely going to want to do it. It was a pretty serious bug. But as I've said many times, I'm a software engineer, and all software has bugs. The the real test of a company is how quickly they put fixes out for those bugs. All right. So today we've got a really special interview for you, uh, and on several levels. First of all, it it's with a gentleman from ProPublica, and I've been trying to get somebody from ProPublica for a long time, so I'm very excited to finally break that seal and get in somebody from ProPublica. They're doing some really great work, and I've been reading them for quite a long time. If you haven't checked it out yourself, you definitely should. That's P-R-O-P-U-B-L-I-C-A.org. They're doing some fantastic investigative journalism on all sorts of fronts. They're nonpartisan. They're nonprofit, and we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. But what we're talking about today is maybe not under my normal bailiwick. It's not a standard security or privacy issue, though I would say it's about an online scam. And that scam is tax filing. As you may or may not know, the government has mandated uh, through an agreement with the major tax filing companies that there must be a free, a truly free version of federal tax filing for most people, people that make under a certain amount of money and whose taxes are very basic. But as we will see in this article, these companies, while following the letter of that law, the letter of that agreement with the government, have managed to keep people from actually finding and using those free file services very successfully. And you must have wondered, I mean, think about if you file your own taxes, and you may not because they are complicated, but if you've ever filed your own taxes and you think about what you've put on those forms, it's it's your salary. It's how much taxes you've paid. That comes from your W-2, which your company sends you. But they've also informed the government of the same figures. Uh, you may have a mortgage and that interest. Well, your mortgage company sent you a form, which they also copied to the government or could have copied to the government. All these things come off forms that are sent to you and could easily be sent to the government if they're not already. Why on earth do you have to fill these things out? If you have a very basic form, especially after the Trump tax changes, where most people don't even deduct anymore, everyone's taxes should be very simple. The equivalent of the old easy form, which I don't think they make anymore. Well, there's there's a reason. And we're going to get into that today with Justin Elliott from ProPublica. It is absolutely fascinating and kind of stomach churning, to be honest. So, so let's find out why it's really so hard for you to file your taxes for free. Justin Elliott has been reporting at ProPublica since 2012. Uh, in that time, he's covered money and influence in the Obama and Trump administrations, uh, the American Red Cross, and our subject today, TurboTax Maker Intuit. Uh, I am really thrilled to finally have somebody here from ProPublica. I've talked about you guys a lot, so uh, welcome to the show, Justin. Hey, good to be here. 
So before we start, Justin, tell us a little bit about ProPublica what, and what they do. Sure. So uh, we're a nonprofit news organization um, founded uh, a little over a decade ago. And our focus is uh, investigative reporting. And we do we, co- we cover all kinds of areas. So, you know, politics, uh, military, business, self-care, basically everything. Um, we're we're non- nonpartisan. We are funded by a combination of foundations and then also um, a lot of individual donors. Mm-hmm. We we just published on our website. We don't so we don't have like a, a print edition, but a big part of our model is we give away our stories for free. So our stories will often be published in newspapers and mm-hmm. magazines, or sometimes in collaboration with uh, radio shows and TV shows. And our, our interest is mainly just sort of getting the journalism out there. And uh, so you, you will sometimes see, see our stuff, you know, on, on frontline, those sorts of places. Um, but it's basically investigative journalism in the public interest. So what caused me to reach out to you was a series of articles that uh, I read. There was, a, there was a recent one that kind of got me reading the, old, the, the ones that led up to this, many of which had you on the byline. And uh, about the sordid history of online tax prep in the U.S., and uh, the articles, you know, pretty much focus on Intuit, who's the maker of the popular TurboTax product that most people have probably heard of. Uh, and really, uh, just the history is just astounding. The, the cat and mouse game that these guys have very successfully played over the years with uh, regulators and competitors. So um, I don't really want to go through that. And, and it, the story was kind of semi-chronological. And I think we need, I want to start there. I want to kind of walk through the history because it's just just fascinating in an evil sort of way, <laughs> evil sort of way. Um, sure. So let, let's kind of go back to uh, where this all started, which seems to me like kind of like 2000 is time frame when the, when they hired that really kind of effective exec and, you know, the whole online tax thing kind of took off. Sure. So if you remember, let's say the 80s and 90s, of course, no one was filing their taxes online as, as many of us do now. Um, mm. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't personally filing taxes at that time. But from the reporting, you know, obviously a lot of people uh, would just, you know, do the paper form themselves. You know, there's still a few people that do that. They tend to be mm-hmm. older. Um, <laughs> there was actually we didn't get into this in our coverage, but there was actually a period where a quite significant amount of people were actually calling up the IRS and, and uh, touch toning in their, oh, wow. their numbers. Um, wow. There was actually quite a large number of people that were doing that until sort of shockingly recently, like the <laughs> mid two, mid 2000s. I think they shut that down. But obviously with the with the rise of, of personal computers and the Internet, you know, it, it became clear that, you know, th- this was going to be a possibility and Intuit um, had started in the 80s, uh, not in the tax business, but um, making personal accounting software. Uh, sent, I believe it was originally called Quicken. It's now they now have a, a big product called QuickBooks that does uh, small business accounting. And they had purchased another company that was in the tax uh, tax prep business. Um, and so they they bought the company that made TurboTax in the early 90s. At that time. TurboTax was, you know, again, if people uh, are, are old enough to remember, <laughs> what um, it was, you know, you'd go to this, the, the physical store and buy a box with a floppy disk in it. Right. And, and there were these huge, huge racks of it, right? Like right next to the AOL yeah, right. CDs. Exactly. Um, so you'd buy that and that was, that was TurboTax. That was sort of this, the status quo in the 90s, but the market was, was nowhere near the size it, it, it is now. Um, so sort of fast forwarding to the period of, of relevant interest in the late 90s um, again as, as the sort of technology was advancing there was a, a government panel that recommended that the US move to uh, what's sometimes called a return free system mm. um, return free meaning like tax return free no tax return and so this mm. is something that now exists Actually, in the majority, I believe, of, of developed countries, there's uh, been, I think there was a, an OECD study on this. But basically, the, the basic concept, and it, it takes various forms, but the basic concept is that the tax agency, you know, in our case, the IRS, already knows <laughs> the key data right. that goes into your tax return. Um, and this is especially true if you're like a regular working Joe, like, you know, like I right. am, I, I basically have one job, I have income tax withheld from every paycheck, and the government is getting all this data. Right. And so my taxes are relatively simple. So the idea would be, the government would 
would take all this data they already have. So, you know, let's, you know, I, I make X amount of money and then, you know, I, I have tax rate uh, Y and I've, I've already paid a certain amount. And basically they would auto generate a form that would look like the tax form tax return that we all fill out. Um, but the difference would be that it would be pre-filled uh, mm-hmm. with the numbers. So, you know, it would have my salary, how much I already paid, how much, you know, how, how much I was getting in terms of uh, a refund or how much I owed. And then the idea would be I, I would look it over and, um, you know, if it looked if it looked right to me, I would sort of just click yes and it would be done. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there would be no, you know, this maybe would be a 10 minute process. There would be no <laughs> tax prep. There would be and, and the sort of key key question, the key thing for, for our story is that Th- there would be no TurboTax, and there were, or there would be no CPA in right. between. You know, sort of intermediating this tax filing process between me, the citizen, and the government. So, of course, the company realized that, and you know, everything I'm saying here is based on talking to a lot of people that worked at Intuit, and we also obtained and published uh, a lot of documents from over the years, from from confidential documents from inside Intuit that, that laid this out in a lot of detail. So the company realized that this was sort of an existential threat, right? Because if, if, if the government's giving you a pre-filled out tax return, why am I paying, you know, 50 bucks or 100 bucks or maybe even more to right. TurboTax or H&R Block? Right. And so if we fast forward to 2001, 2002 period, um, actually, uh, George W. Bush had his administration, at least some elements in it, had wanted to create this kind of system or something going in that direction, and Intuit and other other companies in the industry made a big successful lobbying push to to stop that effort. And instead of having a return free system, they came up with an alternative, and that's called free file. And mm-hmm. that's that's actually what we still have today, almost right. twenty years later. Right. And so the deal that was made, and this was a, a essentially a contract signed. By the industry on one side, uh, you know, Intuit being the biggest player, and the IRS on the other side, and there's essentially two parts to this deal. The industry said we we will create free versions of our tax prep software and make them available to actually the majority of Americans. So um, everyone making uh, it changes every year, but this year I believe it's everyone making under $69,000, which turns mm-hmm. out to actually be the majority of the population, mm-hmm. will be able to use one of our products for free. And at this point, there's actually over 10 companies in this uh, in this program, but in, okay. TurboTax is by far the biggest. Yeah. And in exchange, all the companies asked in exchange was that the government agree in writing to never create their own online filing system. So it's essentially kind of like a non-compete deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so th- that that was what they lobbied for successfully. Uh, it was signed, I believe, in 2001 or two, And that that's sort of uh, the framework that we've been living living in since then. Yeah, and, and some of the peculiar, uh, peculiar parts of that, it seemed like I'm trying to figure out, you know, why you know, why the government would agree to that. But I remember, I, I think I read a couple parts of your article, and the argument kind of being that, well, the government doesn't want to compete with these people necessarily. We don't want to put them out of business. Um, you know, maybe there's the kind of an inherent conflict of interest in the government, you know, being the one that writes the software and gets to benefit from, you know, somebody who might overpay. You know, what, what were some of the arguments in favor of this? Like, how did, how did, how did the government convince that they should stay out of this? Sure. So I think there was a couple things going going on. Um, so one thing was that the IRS was and is perennially sort of overstretched and underfunded. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this massive job of, of, you know, processing tax filing and also, of course, you know, going after tax cheats. And uh, it's just a, it's a giant job. And and, and um, actually, you know, their funding has been cut over the years, even as the population mm-hmm. has grown. So inside the IRS, one of the one of the schools of thought was, well, we we just don't want to do this another thing. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Basically, we don't, and especially if it's going to be an unfunded thing where you know Congress isn't going to fund it. How are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. It's a big it's a big technical project, and and you know there's a lot of people that that still think that. I think there was uh, another school of thought that um, you know somewhat overlapping, which is may- maybe a sort of more ideological issue, which was that you know you have this 
private industry that is offering, you know, a service uh, for pay. And we, the government, don't want to uh, get involved with that and maybe put these people out of business. Now, of course, a lot of people, you know, on the other side of it would argue, well, look, this isn't like the local grocery store you're putting out of business. It, <laughs> it's actually like there, there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing more fundamental to the, the existence of a government than collecting taxes. Right. right. So it's, it's, it's not like a, a, a marginal thing. It's like core to the very sort of idea of a state. <laughs> right, so right, right. so so, you know, the proponents of this would say. This is exactly what the government should be doing. And also, you know, just using the data that you already have at, at the IRS would, would just make things easier for people and then essentially remove this kind of extra tax on on tax filing itself. Um, so those were the arguments. But but Intuit um, prevailed. You know, they got they, they had members of Congress writing letters um, to the Bush administration way back then saying, you know, essentially, don't you dare <laughs> think of think of create, creating the system. And so. I mean, on paper, at least in the beginning, this seemed like it, it might actually be a good deal because, again, the deal was that they would offer free versions of their products mm-hmm. to the majority of Americans. Uh, the, the details have changed a little bit over time, but, but, but today it's actually the bottom 70% of the population by income, uh, which turns out to be $69,000 or less. You should be able to file for free using one of these free products. But the you know, one of the main findings of our reporting was that even though this free file option was available to the majority of Americans, so it's actually currently at 100 million households, very, very, very few people Mm -hmm. actually found it and used it. So like, it's around 2% of those eligible now actually use this option. So essentially, the the government signed this non-compete agreement in exchange for this free filing option. And then, you know, virtually no one out of the um, eligible population actually used it. And we can talk about (laughs) sort of why that happened or some of the reasons why that happened. So this is kind of like the classic public-private partnership that is pushed by a lot of politicians, right? It's like, well, the government, you know, the government's a problem. It's not the solution. You know, let's, let's bring in the private sector who knows how to do this better than we do. We just, you know, we suck, you know, we wouldn't even have this problem if we had better, you know, written our tax laws better. It's, you know, so, you know, bring in, let's, let's, let's bring in the private sector. But then, you know, as with a lot of these things happen, there's, there's gotchas and we're, we're going to talk about a lot of those. So one of the ones that immediately stuck out was like early on is they only, this is only for federal, right? So one of the easy, one of the first things that they would make money on is state. And I remember that vividly when I started this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So in the early days, so we're talking like the aughts now, this was actually seen by some of the companies as like, uh, actually just like a good a sort of marketing opportunity. Cause you know, mm-hmm. here you, you know, how the program worked was, you know, and it still works is that there, there's a there's a page on the IRS website. So we're talking like a dot gov page mm-hmm. with with the kind of imprimatur of the IRS that says like IRS free free file program. And then there's like a whole bunch of options. So you have like the TurboTax free file and H&R Block free file and Tax Slayer free file and a bunch of other ones, smaller companies that, you know, very few people have heard of. Um, but in the beginning, the companies, as you say, had only agreed to offer a federal return, not a state return. And of course, most of us when we're doing our taxes, it's like you just want to sit down and get it done in one session, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, basically pe- even even the people that actually managed to find this free file program, which is still a, a very small minority of the eligible population, if you went into TurboTax free file, you would, you know, you'd fill out your federal return and then they would, it would say, uh, and, and, you know, we can file your state return also, but, you know, we're going to charge you 35 mm-hmm. bucks for it or wh- whatever right. the number was back then. And so, you know, it, the great thing about this business from the perspective of Intuit and the other companies is like, you know, like a lot of other software businesses, you know, the, the, you know, the marginal cost of production of the next unit is basically zero. Right. <laughs> right? right so, right. so, you know, every, every time somebody's even filing just the state return and paying you 30 bucks for it, like that's, that's basically all, all, uh, all, gravy, yeah. all gravy. Um, and so, you know, good, good way to make a lot of money. And then there was, there was actually also another way to make money in the early years, which was they would sell, um, other products. So, um, like side products, this still exists actually. So they'd say, we'll, we'll say this audit defense product, Mm -hmm. which means like, you know, if you get audited, we'll provide an expert, um, which by the way, 
uh, they still sell that, which it's, it's really not a good deal because almost no one gets audited. Mm, <laughs> I mean, right. people should make their own de- their their own sure. decisions, obviously. But um, and then actually in the early days, they would also um, pitch these loans against your mm. uh, basically loans against your tax <laughs> refund. So you say, you know, you have a thousand dollars coming at you in a few weeks. Um, we'll we'll front it to you for a fee, basically. Yeah, right. um, I remember. So that. there were essentially ways to kind of monetize in their in the you know, lingo of the industry, even this free file program. And so that really started this whole kind of cycle that, that mm-hmm. we, we, that um, went or kind of seesawing that, that happened again and again over the years, which was the companies were doing things that were seen by many people as kind of predatory and, mm-hmm. and sort of undermining the whole concept of this, of this program. Um, and so consumer groups and, uh, you know, news organizations would, would write about this and, you know, sort of call them out on it. And then every few years, this free file deal contract with the IRS would be renegotiated. And some of these kind of ups, upsell opportunities would be sort of shut down by the new agreement. And so the, the, the charging for state return, for example, is 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 not really done anymore now if you manage to find free file the, the real free file you actually in in almost all cases will actually get a, a, both a free federal and free state return so in the early years of the program what we found was that um the the uptake of the on the program out of the eligible population it peaked around five or six percent of those eligible which is you know several million people right. or a million households and then we actually included a chart in our story showing usage over time, and it's basically just a, a linear uh, down, downward sloping curve. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and so, sort of as as uh, these money making opportunities for the companies were cut out of the program, fewer people used it. And you might wonder, sort of like, well, why is that? And we can talk about you know, it seems like it, it seems like the program became a better deal for users, but fewer and fewer people used it. So the question became, why? Yeah, and one of them, and you've alluded to a couple times already, is finding it, right? And so initially it was found through the government. This And this really sounds to me exactly like the annual credit report thing, right? There's a special single website that if you happen to know the name, and it's not easy to remember because it sounds like all the other ones, there's a special <laughs> website you go to to get your free annual credit report. And if you happen to go to the wrong one that sounds just like it, they say it's free, and then eventually they find someone to upcharge you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, people, I've had a lot of people emailing me saying that there's a lot of parallels between the whole credit report issue and and the free file issue and and there are the key thing that happened in the mid 2000s was that the companies realized that um and and this and this in fact did come out of the the whole free file concept the companies realized that that advertising your product as free was was very effective Mm -hmm. and so there was a, a smaller company called tax act that essentially threw open its free file edition to, to more people. So it, there was one year in the mid-aughts where, where this other company, Tax Act, said there's no income restrictions. Actually, anyone can just use our free file product. And so how did they make money? Well, it was the whole state return trick. Mm. They'd give you the, the federal return and then charge you for the state return. But they, they, they took away the eligibility requirements. And so um, and that actually worked. And, and Intuit, uh, the maker of TurboTax, saw that as a threat. And so in 2007, Intuit launched its own free edition. And so this is where things start to get really confusing mm-hmm. because th- th- this is the moment when there w- <laughs> there became this whole paradigm where there was a free TurboTax and a free file TurboTax. Mm-hmm. And those are actually two very different things. <laughs> right. So the underlying software is basically the same. So it's essentially, you know, the, the TurboTax that everyone knows if you've used it or all these programs essentially work the same, which is, you know, it takes this tax form and turns into a kind of more user-friendly question and answer. That, that's essentially like what the software right, does. Right. And then on the, ba- on the back end, it's, it's filling in, you know, essentially a tax return. And so the free edition, the TurboTax free edition, essentially... The it's essentially kind of a freemium product <laughs> right, right. where they advertise it heavily as free, but then you know you start filing your taxes, and many people, depending on your tax situation and depending on which tax forms you need, towards the end of the process, they'll say, "Oh, actually, you have to upgrade to mm-hmm. 
TurboTax premium in order to file. So, you know, pay us 80 bucks or whatever, whatever it happens to be. Um, and, you know, I talked to a lot of people who worked at Intuit who said that, you know, the company, you know, got all this data and realized and, it, and, it, and it's sort of intuitive that most people if they get three quarters of the way through filing their taxes, <laughs> even if they thought it was going to be free in the beginning, and then the company says, oh, no, uh, you hit a paywall because, you know, you have to file a Schedule C or something mm -hmm. like that. No one wants to start their taxes over. Right. right. So most, pe most people will, will pay. Well, and a lot of these people probably waited to the last minute, too, right? So if you're, you know, if it's the day before yeah. taxes are due or the day of, for God's sakes, you don't have time to go back and do that again. Definitely, definitely. There's definitely a sort of desperation. There's a there's a marketing term called FUD, F-U-D, mm -hmm. and stands for fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yep. <laughs> um, and that was something that's talked about a lot at Intuit. Um, and the idea sort of is, well, you know, we want we want people to be confident enough to uh, use TurboTax instead of like going to a CPA or a storefront place, but we don't want them to be too confident. Because then, you know, they might just file their taxes by hand themselves. And, you know, we won't, you know, we won't have business. So right. um, the, the sort of fear around taxes and the deadline, all of that is, is core to the business. I mean, another thing that's core to the business is for people who are especially lower income people who are getting a big refund. You know, if you get the TurboTax marketing emails, a lot of it is about, um, you know, you have $3,000 potentially coming your way. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like they set themselves up mm -hmm. as, the, as the kind of, you know, money store. Yeah. <laughs> and so who, who cares if you're paying them 150 bucks if you're getting a $3,000 refund? Of course, <laughs> right. you know, you're getting $3,000 refund anyways. Right. Um, right. So, so this is kind of the paradigm that we're, we're still living under, which is, um, and that we wrote a lot about last year, which is, you know, and I and I think a large part of the reason that the 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 numbers on the on the free file, the IRS free file version, have gone down, is that Intuit has put tens and perhaps hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, of marketing money behind the TurboTax free edition, mm -hmm. <laughs> in which many people will ultimately actually have to pay. Right. And so, you know, last year during tax season. Um, if you if you went to Google and put in TurboTax free file, what would actually come up was a lot of links and, and also ads for TurboTax free. <laughs> right. And so you had, you know, we, we sort of did some rough back of the envelope calculations based on some publicly available data. And we, we estimate that actually more than 10 million households paid for TurboTax, even though they were eligible to file for hmm. free using if they had found the kind mm -hmm. of secret door right. of the IRS free file program. So let me just stop there and say, because it's about to be tax tax season. Mm -hmm. If you make under 69,000, then you should try to find and you want to you know file online. You should try to find the official IRS.gov free file website. And you should be able to do that by Googling IRS free file you should be careful because the companies, all these companies will buy ads. And so the first <laughs> few links will be ads uh -huh. and they might have the word free in them, but, but they, but they may well not be free. What you really want to find is the irs.gov landing page. And it's not very, uh, it's not the most user-friendly, mm. um, system to find the right product. But once you're in it, you should be able to file for free. And, and at least with TurboTax, which I've messed around with a lot, it really is like the exact same software. You're not like getting a, you're not getting kind of a low rent version. There, there might be like a couple of bells and whistles that you don't get, but it's like, it's essentially just TurboTax. I mean, it is TurboTax. So I actually, I went and found that site and I'll, I'll definitely put it in the show notes uh, so people can find it. But uh, it, it, I think it currently says it's not ready for tax season yet. So like there's no, there's no, yeah, I believe it's opening yet. on Friday actually. Oh, okay. All um, right. I believe, I believe it's opening on the 10th and actually, because we were we've been steeped in this all year, there actually are some other other truly free options, mm. including if you make over sixty nine thousand. Uh, um, and we're we're planning to put out a, a guide on on ProPublica to sort of navigating the various free options. For example, if you're in the military, you know you can definitely get get tax fund for free, even you know no matter what your income. And then even if you make above the sixty nine thousand, 
Um, there also may be free options depending on, you know, what, what your, um, tax forms are. But if you basically, if you have like a regular job and make, and make over 69,000 and don't really have other income, Mm -hmm. um, there is actually another option. We're going to put that on the, uh, on ProPublica at some point in the next few weeks. I'll definitely pass that on when I get it too. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I want to touch on something else you just said. So as you said, when you go to Google or whatever, and you search on these things, the ones that come up are not the free ones. And there was, there's a very specific reason why that was true. And it wasn't just that, you know, they're more popular. It was because these companies, and this is, and this is part of what you report on in the, in the article actually tried to hide these things from search engines, right? Yeah, exactly. So this is something that I only learned about when I started reporting on this, but one thing we noticed when we sort of in the early stages of reporting on this during uh, tax season 2019 is that, you know, we were Googling TurboTax free file, IRS free file, you know, <laughs> free file government option, like any, any number mm-hmm. of things that we're Googling. And the TurboTax free file page was never coming up, like the actual <laughs> landing page, which which we knew existed because we'd mm-hmm. gone to it. Um, and it was the same for H&R Block, which is also a, a participant in the program. And so we started looking into it and we realized, and with the help of some SEO, like search engine optimization mm-hmm. experts, that Intuit and H&R Block um, had actually added code to the, the their websites to the html on, on these on the tree file landing pages that were telling google and other search engines not to include those right. pages in the search results so for the technically minded people out there this is called a, a robots tag or sometimes called robots txt and so you know we looked and right in the sort of source code on on the TurboTax free file landing page there was this robots tag and, you know, sure enough, you could Google anything and this page would never come up. So, let's, so I mean, let's just talk yeah. about that for a second. So, I mean, the, the Google for a lot of people is the web. Like, that, you don't, how do you find anything on the web if you don't Google it? Unless, you, unless you've already found it and bookmarked it. If you, don't yeah. know the, if you don't know the website, the only way you find it is by searching. And if, and if these companies went to the actual <laughs> the effort of putting these special tags in, which, you know, the way that it's supposed to work is you put these things in there when you're, you've got some ancillary pages or whatever that are kind of like not worth indexing or you don't want, you know, you want people to kind of find your main page and not the sub pages. You know, you're, that, you're kind of doing this to to avoid getting those picked up. But in this case, they were actively basically hiding these pages from, and not just Google, any search engine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. My coworker, after we wrote about this, told me that she had actually used this robots tag for like her wedding website. Mm, right, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like she wanted her wedding website to be public without a password to send to like her relatives, but she didn't want it like appearing on Google. Sure, <laughs> you yeah, know? sure. And so, yeah, as, as you say, um, this is absolutely not the default. It's something you have to actively add. And, you know, and this is on top of the fact that um, all of these companies, uh, Intuit and TurboTax being the biggest product by far, had already created a huge amount of confusion by having a TurboTax free <laughs> right. edition and a TurboTax free file edition. <laughs> and, you know, placing a huge amount of advertising dollars, including on Google, behind the TurboTax free edition, which which is ends up not being free for many people. And then just to seal it, they had added this 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 code to hide it from the search engines. And as you say, I mean, like when I go online, it's like, you know, maybe if you're going to CNN, you put in CNN.com. But for most everything else, you're just going to Google probably um, or yeah. maybe maybe another search engine and searching for what you want. And of course, the companies know that. Uh, so after we discovered this. They did remove the the code, but unfortunately, we discovered it in like April like twentieth or something. So it was actually after <laughs> right. tax season was was over for most people. So you know, one thing that happened actually a few weeks ago, and this is sort of fast forwarding, is that after a bunch of our reporting, the IRS renegotiated some aspects of the deal, and now now the companies are actually explicitly barred from doing that. So that's why I say this year for people out there who want to find the the truly free versions, if you Google IRS free file. Or TurboTax free file. You should be able to find the real versions. Um, just make sure if you're going to the main landing page, make sure you're going to the real irs.gov page and try not to click on the ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if we can get any data on the, you know how that might change things this year, uh, next year. Yeah. But the, one of the things you bring up in the article, and I want to talk about a couple more of these, is dark patterns. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, first of all, explain to us what a dark pattern is. Sure. It's another term I, I only learned uh, doing this reporting. But um, 
basically it's something it's a design element that tries to get you to do something that you didn't necessarily want to do mm-hmm. <laughs> so um an extreme example of this and this is not in the tax realm but th- there's actually ads like internet ads where you're sc- scrolling on your phone on your mobile device and there'll be an ad for whatever and there'll be like a it'll appear that there'll be a smudge or maybe a hair on the ad and um and but it's not actually a real smudge or hair you can you can look up examples of this online but the idea is they just want to get you to click (laughs) to to, you know get the piece of hair off your phone that that would be sort of like the most extreme example but we found that TurboTax and some of these other products were employing sort of less extreme versions of dark patterns to essentially to get people to pay for tax prep that they could have gotten for free. <laughs> right. Um, and I, I remember this, I, I hit this myself and I, you talked about in the article. I'm like, yeah, that was me. I hit that. And one of them was uh, in the last few years, they, they kind of, because they were losing, uh, apparently losing some revenue to more people doing the free file, they started kind of having these little trigger forms. Like if you were at, if you had a student loan or if you were unemployed or um, if, if you had some of these special circumstances and had one particular form you had to fill out, oh, that all of a sudden pushed you into this higher bracket. And this happened with my daughter. I was filing her very first tax refer- return. I was kind of working it with her. And you know, we hit this thing where it says, oh, sorry, you know, you were good until this. Now you can't do it for free. You got to upgrade to Deluxe. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So we upgraded Deluxe and started going through it. And I, and I read some more about it. I'm like, we don't need to do Deluxe. But when I went back, I, there's nothing I could do on that website to get us out of Deluxe. It was a roach motel. We got in. We could not get out. I couldn't. I deleted the return. I tried to start another one. I tried to create a new account. But I mean, it's associated with her name and, and social security number. They must have remembered, right? And I could yeah. not for the life of me get back to the free version. Right, right. So, yeah, there's a whole series of things like that. So part of it is what we talked about earlier, which is that, um, you know, they heavily advertise and market free. Um, I, you know, I just got an email from them because I had, you know, created an account last year saying (coughs) the word free guaranteed. Um, But then but then there's like a little asterisk and then it says like only simple tax returns. Well, it's like, okay, well, what does simple mean? Who's defining simple? That's just a a concept made up by the company. Um, So part of it is the the dynamic where you're three quarters of the way done with with taxes and then and then a paywall pops up um but part of you know what one example of this that we we found really interesting and uh was there was they created a whole special page for people if you actually were one of the you know small minority of people who who knew what irs free file was mm-hmm. and were really looking for it right and if you Googled TurboTax free file and you're like, OK, I, I'm like, you know, I, I'm like in the priesthood of people who, who, <laughs> who, who knows about this, this, this truly right. free option. I'm going to like get it right. Mm-hmm. The first link that comes up is a TurboTax link on Google. This is last year. And it says free file. It says TurboTax official site free file program. And then you're thinking, OK, great. Click on it. Mm-hmm. But then instead of the actual real TurboTax free file landing page, you get a different page um, that has two options. <laughs> and there's a there's an orange button and a blue button. And the orange button says, free file program, see if you qualify. Mm. And then the blue button says, start for free, right? <sighs> and so it's like, which are you going to, and we have a screenshot right. of this on one of our stories. And the question is like, like which are you going to click? Right. And it's like, okay, the word, qualify that sounds like complicated sounds like there's a lot of forms sounds like i might Um, not get it like yeah and like orange uh you know it's kind of it's kind of like a muddy color or you have a you know like the shiny blue button that has the word free in it Mm -hmm. so like which are you going to do right but it turns out the start for free was an off-ramp to the TurboTax free edition, which of course, of course is not going to be free for depending on your tax situation. Whereas the see if you qualify was actually the thing that you were looking for, which was the TurboTax right. free file edition. <laughs> well, so there's a whole series of things like that. And, and you know, from talking to people inside the company, um, what we found, and this is certainly not unique to Intuit, I mean, you see this on a lot of websites, is that, the, you know, there's they can harness a huge amount of data to figure out you know how to create these dark patterns right you know they do very sophisticated 
testing we'll, where, you know, they'll roll out five different versions mm-hmm. like uh, where, you know, let's make the button blue. Let's make it red. Let's make it black. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, th- they can see uh, which one of those versions performs the best for getting people into the paid product, even which is in the company's interest, but it's not in your interest. Right. And then, you know, they'll make it blue because that performed the best. And that and from talking to people at the company you know, every single part of the process has been optimized using, you know, very rigorously using sophisticated data analysis to essentially to sort of get you to pay. <laughs> yeah, this reminds me a lot of um, casinos. And I want to talk about one more aspect of their, of their of what they do. And it's so subtle, but it's 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 another one of these things where it's a, it's a human nature kind of appeal. And that's, you know, like in, in casinos, they, you know, they, there's no windows, there's no clocks that you have no idea what time of day it is. They're, they're bringing you drinks. You don't have to get up and go anywhere. They'll bring them to you. You know, it's all these things you know, manufactured to help you stay as long as possible and not get up from the one arm bandits or whatever. Right. And similarly yep. with uh, some of the things you mentioned in the article with into it is, you know, like it would get to, it would get to one point would say, you know, crunching your numbers or verifying, you're checking your tax return. And it would have this slow, like magnifying glass, you know, icon kind of move it around and. And what you mentioned in the article is it doesn't have to do anything. It already knows everything. It's just it's just running this little animation to make you think it's really complicated and hard, and they're working hard on your behalf, even though they're, yeah. they're really not doing anything. Right, exactly. I mean, like, the, the interesting thing about this tax prep software, which is, like, look, this is – I think it is a useful product in, in general because, uh, you know, most people don't want to mess around with the actual tax form yeah. because they're complicated. They probably could and should be better designed. But there's actually – like 10 or 15 different versions of tax prep software that all essentially does the exact same thing, which is again, turning, you know, turning the form into a series of questions and answers. And, you know, this is not a difficult thing for a computer to do. Like computers were doing this <laughs> back in the nineties mm-hmm. um, when, when TurboTax started. Uh, you know, sure, there's, there's more bells and whistles now, but as you say, I mean, and this gets back into the, this whole concept of, of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, they actually insert, uh, several animations in the process. There's one that says where, you know, there's a whole like eight or 10 second animation where they're saying we're, you know, we're looking for other tax deductions mm-hmm. and tax breaks yep. for you. When in, when in fact there's, there's actually nothing going on in the back end <laughs> in terms of actual computing that, right. you know, that would take like a, that takes like a nanosecond right. to figure out. And, and by the way, the vast majority of people, and this is even more true now, after the new tax law right. a couple of years ago, the vast majority of people are not even itemizing their deductions. So right. a very small minority of the country now is, is itemizing deductions. If you have a mortgage, you, you might be. But most of most people are now just taking the standard deductions. So you don't have to worry about, you know, tallying up how much money you give to charity or whatever it is. And so and then, yes, as you said, at the end, there's a whole animation where they said, you know, there's like pieces of paper flying around the screen. And, there's, and it says, like, we're, you know, we're checking up checking all the math again it's like well that's ridiculous like the computer <laughs> program doesn't need to check um right. basic arithmetic like it, you know does it right the first time right um right so you know that i i, don't, I would say that's not necessarily a dark pattern mm-hmm. but it's more like it's sort of cr- illusion making <laughs> right um and and it probably like trying to make you feel helpless and make sure you don't try to do it yourself next year exactly <laughs> basically all right, so I know we're getting short on time, and I, uh, I want to respect that. So let's tell us where we're at now, because I know that actually it really appears that a lot of the work you guys have been doing in the, in the, recently on this has caused some change in the government. I know that we came close yeah. to uh, close to a, the permanent free file thing uh, that got nixed somehow. So kind of catch us up on what's going on right now, and then let's talk about maybe what people should be doing this year. Sure, sure. Um, so if, yeah, a few things have happened, and, and several things are ongoing. So one big thing that happened is that the IRS uh, just a few weeks ago announced that they had renegotiated the, the the contract that governs this free file program. And there's some new protections in there. So as I mentioned, one of them is that the companies are no longer allowed to hide their free file pages from, from Google. Um, so that, that may move the needle a little bit. Um, and then the, but the big thing is that the, they've finally, after 18 years or so dropped the non-compete clause mm. that says that says the IRS will never create its own, uh, essentially its own version of TurboTax, or mm-hmm. going even further than that, doing this return-free system where you where you get a pre-filled out return, which exists in many other developed countries. Um, so that does not. So that means th- this barrier no longer exists. It does not mean the IRS is going to do that. Right. Uh, in fact, there's you know certainly not going to exist this tax filing season. But there are calls in Congress 
for the IRS to, you know, if not go towards the full uh, return free system to at least make an easier filing, an easier and, and truly free filing system, you know, maybe something like TurboTax, but on the actual IRS website, mm. seems like, you know, there's like, at least 10 companies that do this, some of them are very small, it seems like something the government should be able to do. Or, you know, they could, they could even, you know, some people have proposed they could just, they could just contract it to one of these companies. Mm. Um, it's actually, the uh, Defense Department has actually already done that for, for service members. The other big thing that's going on is that Intuit was sued by several taxpayers and also several public attorneys like the LA city attorney sued into it over some of these tactics alleging that they're deceptive. And, you know, the company has, has denied wrongdoing. A lot of those lawsuits are still going on. Um, and so there's several lawsuits going on. Then also several state attorneys general are um, also investigating. So we'll see if anything comes to that. These things, you know, tend to take a while. And then, you know, I, I think the interesting thing will be to see what happens this tax filing season because, you know, the companies have not dropped the confusing free advertising, you know, confusing, arguably deceptive free advertising. Mm -hmm. So there's still, there's still, I'm already seeing it um, this, even this early in the year. There's a big emphasis on free TurboTax, free H&R Block. So, you know, we're planning to put out a guide to navigating the various free options wonderful, and wonderful. finding like truly free ones. But yeah. so my advice for people is, you know, if you make under 69,000 and it's actually a little bit even fuzzy, you can, uh, that's, you know, this gets technical, but the 69,000 is actually the adjusted gross income figure. Okay. So even if you make 70, 75, you probably still qualify. Okay. So if you make anywhere near 69,000 or under, and you want to try to get the, the real free file version, I recommend, you know, Googling IRS free file, finding the .gov site and sort of navigating from there. There's there, uh, you know, you have to find the right product within that site. But, you know, it's something that should be achievable. And then there are some other options, including for people who make over 69,000, um, which we're planning to to publicize. So if you go to ProPublica, you know, dot org um, sometime the next, you know, sometime this month, we'll have information out there. Um, I'll probably be tweeting about it. Uh, my Twitter, Justin Elliott. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's that's basically where things stand. And then, you know, I guess for the medium and long term, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if the IRS moves to kind of improving their own their own systems and, and kind of joining the rest of the developed world and in, <laughs> in, in in making a system where most citizens don't have to pay a tax to file their, you know, to a private company to file their taxes. Well, one more question before we go, and that is if, sure. if, if we – first of all, I, I would recommend people start early just in case they hit like some of these weird dark patterns or they get kind of railroaded off into something else. And, and what what do you recommend people do if they if they find that they've – that they run into one of these scenarios where they think they kind of got railroaded or they, they got bait and switched, what can they – is there anything they can do? Is there somebody they should contact? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I mean so – the, the people that have seemed sort of most receptive to that sort of thing are state attorneys general. Okay. So usually if you usually most most state AG offices have some kind of like consumer division um, and usually if you consumer protection division. So usually if you just Google like whatever state you're in, you know, like Illinois consumer protection attorney general, okay. um, usually you'll find a page and you can you know, you can, uh, you know, there's usually a place to submit a comment or complaint or whatever. And, and those things do, do get read, we've found. Um, other than that, you know, uh, I think the main thing, unfortunately, the, the companies uh, last year, you know, they were giving into it was giving refunds in the early days when people our readers were complaining, and then they shut it down. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I'd sort of waste my time with that. Um, but I guess the main thing would be to try to find the, the, the truly free versions. And I think another big thing is to publicize it to your family and friends, yeah, um, yeah. you know, especially younger people who pro probably meet the income requirements and probably like need the money, um, you know, put it out there on your Facebook, uh, Twitter, whatever. Tell your family and friends because the, um, I think it's sort of like a ca calling the bluff of the industry. I mean, mm -hmm. they entered into this agreement to, uh, you know, offer free tax filing to most, most Americans. So, you know, people should actually try to use it well, when, while it's available. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much. This was really fascinating. I, the article, I just, I, 
just blew me away. And I'd, I'll have links to that as well. People should definitely go read the whole article. There's a lot more in front of in there that we didn't get a chance to cover today. And that's very informative, very timely. So thank you very much for coming on the show, Justin. Thanks so much. Happy to do it. Once again, thank you so much to Justin for coming on the show. And thanks for ProPublica for doing the work that they do. This, If you haven't read this story, uh, you really need to go check it out. I'll definitely put a link in the show notes. If you just go to ProPublica.org, I'm sure you can find it there uh, toward the top. They've got a whole series of articles on this. Uh, and in fact, since just since we've done this review, uh, Justin mentioned that they're going to have an article about how to find these free file things. And that article has now been posted. I will put an article or I will put a link to that article in the show notes for the show. You can go to podcast.firewallsdon'tstopdragons.com and find this episode. And you'll find the, uh, the links there. Or, of course, you can just go straight to popublica.org. And it'll probably be one of the top articles there on the front page. If you go to uh, ProPublica and just kind of search for how to file state and federal taxes for free 2020, that is kind of the name of the article, so that should bring it right up. And that article will also point you to the irs.gov sites that we've been talking about that have the official links to each of the tax preparers, you know, like TurboTax, H&R Block, and others, by the way, there are several, uh, links directly to their free file program. And by that, I mean the official quote-unquote free file version that they have negotiated with the government to be actually free. And as opposed to their other free editions, which really aren't the free file edition, you, you want to get the exact links. And, and so this article will take you to those pages. If you want to go to those pages directly yourself, that link is also on the show notes. Uh, it, if you go to irs.gov and search for free file, uh, you'll probably find uh, the links to it there as well. If you want to actually write one down, the link that I found that's probably easiest to get to is apps.irs.gov slash app slash free file. And that's apps.irs.gov slash app slash free file. And that's spelled F-R-E-E capital F-I-L-E. And one other thing I will suggest as I normally do, ProPublica does such great work and they are a nonprofit organization. So they survive on donations. And while there are some you know, big, big dollar foundations that give these guys money probably on a regular basis. Uh, there's so many more people out there than there are organizations that give away money. So if you like what you see there, subscribe to their newsletters and, uh, you know, send them a little bit of money. Every little bit helps. I've been a donor in the past and I'm certainly going to send them some more money this year. We've just got to, we've just got to support stuff like this. So as you may recall, uh, in a recent episode, I sort of implored you to help me find more people this year to reach out. And one of the things I suggested was maybe find a really good podcast and forward it on to some friends and family. This would be a great one to forward. Everybody pays taxes. And it's so important that people figure out how to find the free version, the truly free version uh, for online tax filing. Because it's sadly so hard to find to find them using your normal search methods. So this, this, this particular podcast would be a great one to share with some friends and family. Post it on your social media. Talk about it at book club. You get the idea. All right, next week we'll have another news episode for you. And, of course, we've got some other great interviews in the hopper. And I'm still looking for feedback. So if you'd like to give a suggestion to me about topics you'd like to have covered or somebody that you think would be good to interview, send that information to feedback at firewallsdon'tstopdragons.com. And that will wrap up our show for this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview. I certainly did. And as always, folks, until next week, stay safe and don't get caught with your drawbridge down. <laughs>